Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. Like that, right? My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. Welcome in. This is DTC Three Man Show Baseball Special. Baseball Joe is here. Baseball Matt is here. Matt the Met. And of course, Stevie. Hey, hey. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Good How to be long? Back. It, feels like, it feels like years ago that we listened to that call with the Nationals bringing home the hardware. It, it just seems like it's forever ago. I know it's literally been years ago, but my my goodness, does it feel like like two lifetimes ago? There's a lot of topics that we want to cover. For those that are watching us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, this is Defeating the Curse. Thank you so much for checking us out. Matt's been a long time. Uh, he's a long time friend of the show. He's been on and off the show. We've all been on and off the show, if we're being honest with ourselves, for many, many years. But baseball... Playoffs, two words when you smash them together, special feeling, special type of atmosphere. It's very unique. It's very unique. The the wild card experience in particular where it's, you know, winner take all for that one moment. It's it's immediately following the end of the regular season. There's just so many things that come together to make baseball playoff, that, bla- that baseball playoff atmosphere so different than all the other sports. It, it's something that even as a casual baseball fan, I really get into it. Like right now, the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing. We, we got the stats up on the screen, so we're, we're individually watching it. Obviously, we can't broadcast that, so we're just going to keep an eye on the box score, and obviously, if, if something crazy happens, we'll break away and talk about it, but the playoffs are a special time, Stevie, and, and obviously, I got into it, and I felt it the most when the team here in D.C. was competitive and obviously challenging for playoffs, wild card, and it was many, many years of just seeming, you know, we ran into the same brick walls over and over. It was the Cubs. It was the Cardinals. It was the Dodgers several times. Now the Dodgers have a lot of ex-Nats. And it's I, I know for me, I'm watching guys that I cheered for in a Nats uniform, and I can't help but continue to cheer for them, especially Trey and Max. Just a weird feeling overall, but here we are. The national season is over. I think we, we do need to spend a little bit of time on that. You and I talked about it weeks ago. This team is going to look pretty different next season. Here in DC, I know you're. You're. I'm assuming you're still on Rizzo all the way, right? There's no way you've you've softened your position, correct? For life, L Y F E. Rizzo well, for life. Well, look, you were you were in the park. You were in the park. You were downtown this past weekend. It was a packed house. I mean, I love that about baseball fans. Like DC, like we can't get to a FedEx Field for a, a, a meaningful regular season game, even if it's early. This is a meaningless baseball game at the end of the season. And and sure, there was a couple things that happened. I'm well, sure you're going to talk about a couple personnel things in particular. People wanted to see a certain guy, um, you know, potentially for the last time. But I, I didn't expect a full house. I didn't expect 30,000 well, people yeah, down there. Uh, 80% of them were mass holes, <laughs> Massachusetts assholes. Like, I they just, show like, out, man. They yeah, exactly. Out. Okay. They so there's. Assholes, yeah. They got pretty loud in the bottom of the uh, the top of the ninth when uh, Devers hit a home run. So yes, but uh, you know before we jump into the show, October first was four days ago. It was the wild card versary of two years ago, the greatest moment in Nats history. Juan Soto hitting a bases clearing, bases loaded uh, triple, scoring three runs. The greatest moment. I have been in that stadium for Drew Storen's implosion in 2012. I've been there for Scherzer's seventh inning against uh, the Cubs. I've been there for the Dodgers debacle. All of that was erased two years ago on October 1st. Juan Soto had the greatest moment in Nats history. Nats Uh, Park history or Nats history? Because I'm remembering a grand slam in game seven. Howie? Howie in game five, you mean? Against the Dodgers. I mean, Kendrick's home run is larger than the No, but see, Matt, Matt, see, see. I mean, he's not used to winning. He's a Mets guy. Okay, I get it. So I got to explain this to him. But this this exercised the demons. And, I mean, we could spend a whole show on, 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 you know, recapping that 2019 run. But that moment in that park where everyone thought they were going to lose, that exercised the demons against Josh Hader, 
uh, you know, bases loaded. Rendon gets the walk. Zimmerman gets a bloop. Uh, I think Michael Taylor got a single, and he was on third. And then Soto came up lefty, lefty. Josh Hader. Did you just rewatch this game or something? I mean, I how did. do you remember all of this? It is seared in my memory. That and, was and, one pandemic ago. How do you remember all of this? It is seared in my memory, and I can I can taste the beer that was when, being look, when thrown you only all have over one me. Memory, it's hard to forget it, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> hey, we cherish our one memory, okay, Matt the Matt, Just relax. Matt, over where, there. Where, where, where's Jacob Degrom at this moment? Jacob Degrom is fishing somewhere in Florida and wishing that. Uh, the Mets would actually pay somebody to, who can hit the ball. And actually, so, you know, because the guy pitches to 1.0 nothing and can't win a game. So, you know, I don't blame him for not coming back. Honestly. How long is his, his uh, uh, holdout going to have uh, last uh, next no. offseason? No, no, he's the he's a, he's a pro. He'll show up. He'll be there. And, uh, <laughs> but, but he's going to ask for more money. You better believe it. And Steve Cohen's going to pay up, man. So, uh, well, he's worth it and he should get, he should get paid. Should. But guys, yes. we got to talk about this season that was here in D.C. Uh, I mean, Stevie. Last time we talked about the Nationals in, in a meaningful way, you were you were really excited about some of the crop of young players that came as part of the the Rizzo deals. Are you still feeling that way? Obviously, we got to watch them for about a month um, post all the trades. Uh, are you are you truly still feeling encouraged that this team will 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 get back sooner rather than later? Because I mean, at times they looked okay. I mean, Davey, it felt like the Nats were in a bunch of games down the stretch and then ended up just losing, especially late. Pitching continues to be a problem, bullpen problems. Like, these are these are old uh, talking points. But the team looked, I mean, they looked competitive at times. I mean, they weren't playing the best the best, uh, the best, best teams, but they looked, okay, maybe, maybe they're on schedule. I won't say ahead of schedule. I mean, are you still feeling confident going into next season? Absolutely. I mean, I, I have two thoughts about that. Number one... What I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But what we saw with the NL East and how competitive it was, maybe we sold a little too soon. Okay, maybe we sold out on the season. I mean, we were six, seven games back. The Braves and Phillies never ran away with this division, and it came down to the last week that the Phillies were in it. I mean, what was the winning record of the Braves? Braves probably got to eighty five wins. I mean, nothing crazy so i don't know that you know that that was a tough decision for rizzo to sell at that point we were back and forth we were making runs and then we were, were slumping uh i think the schwarber injury uh really dealt a blow you know uh, i think soto was on the the il for a little bit so that's number one is is in hindsight the nl east proved to be a, one of the worst divisions, actually, no in hindsight. No yeah, the worst. The worst. Yeah, yeah. the worst. So no one would have predicted that at the beginning of the season. Uh, and obviously a Braves team winning it without Acuna is a testament to that team, but also a testament to how bad the other teams were. So that's number one. Number two, yeah, I, I think Rizzo totally d- did a great job with these trades in getting stuff back. I think every piece that he called up contributed to the team in a substantive way. I mean, Josiah Gray started off incredible and we saw the magic. He had a slump. The kid's a young kid. He's got what he proved this season is he's got nasty stuff. And if he can develop that stuff, he will be a top tier pitcher. And so he'll be a frontline guy. And so, you know, and then key bear came on uh, late, you know, everyone had talked about his, his hitting. He was crushing it in double a, he was killing it. He came in and took him a little bit of time to adjust but towards the end of the season, he was hitting. He had back-to-back home runs a couple nights. He was batting, you know, over 300 last 10 games of the season. So, you know, and he was able to call games well, and he was able to, you know, protect. He, he, he threw a couple guys out, uh, you know, trying to steal. So he played the part. And then when you look at the other pieces, I mean, the surprise player of all of this is Lane Thomas. So much so that Victor Robles was sent down. To, to the minor leagues, and they didn't miss a beat. They improved. His hitting improved. That center field hitting improved. So Lane Thomas seems to be a, a real gem to come out of this that is potentially a starting center fielder that can finally end this disastrous Victor Robles experiment that just never you know panned out. And so when you look at that, you talk about a starting center fielder, a top-notch pitcher, and a catcher right there without any of the other pieces that are still being developed you've really, you know, put in some solid pieces for this team. So yeah, absolutely. I think Rizzo is sitting in his office at Nats park after he gets his Phil's coffee 
and he's sitting there and he's saying, you know, that this is going to be a, a quicker rebuild than people think. I don't even think it's a rebuild. I think the Nats are right there. You got two. Nats are coming in strong. Juan Soto. I so mean, Pacheco. the guy, yeah. like, you know, I, I'm not one for hyperbole, but he might be the best batter since Barry Bonds. Wait like, a second, Matt. Then yeah. you're giving him the MVP. I don't want to hear this about Tatis. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's the look. I think, I think for reasons, don't, 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 team, don't, don't moonwalk back yeah. this. Okay, don't MJ this. No, no, no. I think the the guy. First of all, a guy who gets on base 46 percent of the time. I mean, that's that's just that's somebody you can build around. All right. So Juan Soto. I mean, the guy is just scary, and he showed it. You were talking about his at bat, you know, in 2019. It showed it that that they made the right decision building around him. You still got Steven Strasburg. You still got Patrick Corbin. Hopefully, you'll have some part of Steven uh, Strasburg for some part of the year, right? You still got Patrick Corbin. You still got Will Harris. You've got all the young guys that you named, and you have money, and you have an owner who knows how to win, and you have a GM who knows how to build a great roster. And I don't think – look, tr losing Trey Turner hurts, and I think – but you had to give up something. Trey Turner was oh, the throwaway. It kills. It I kills, kills to see him do what he's you know, doing. We've been see, watching him do it forever. And now the I rest can, of the country is watching. By the him way, do that it. slide in home play, I can watch that slide all Nobody's over. Nobody's cooler cucumber. So um, no, yeah, but but you had to give up something, and Trey Turner was going to cost you so much more to keep, right? So the thing is, there's great shortstops out there that you could put a lot of money into. Trevor Story is probably on the Nats' radar, right? Somebody like that. Hey, they they, they drafted Brady House with the 11th pick. I mean, he's the the, the shortstop of the future. So I mean, Mike, Mike Rizzo knows what he's doing, man. Believe me, the the just a. Two hundred miles north, there. Steve Cohen's dying for somebody who knows how to put a team together the way uh, the way that Mike Rizzo does. So I'm not worried about the Nats. I actually think the Nats. If you ask me right now, after the Braves, the Nats are the second favorite in the NL East today. Like today, with where they are and how they build their teams, I actually think the Nats. And I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I think the Mets have a bunch of problems, and I think the Phillies just. I don't. I'm not afraid of the Phillies. I don't know why anybody would be. Dave Dombrowski's exactly. a smart baseball guy, but I just don't I don't like the way that they put that team together. So if the status quo remains, and this is, of course, this is today. Now, if the Mets go get Theo Epstein and they go, you pour, put, spend money in the right way, then we're having a different conversation. But I like what the Nats are doing, and I, I because I trust Mike Rizzo that much. Guys well, and I think that's an interesting take. I mean, we're one day into the postseason, right? We're one day toward, closer to the next season, and both of you seem to be pretty high on the Nats given the way the pieces that were acquired have played. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you, as a as a casual baseball fan, and I'm, I'm, I'm being very loose with that term, all I can think about are all the pieces that are currently in Dodger blue that are competing – you know, in the playoffs and challenging for, you know, a World Series. I mean, that that team is good enough, right? I mean, every, every team has a shot, right? And we saw this firsthand with the Nationals barely, like, you know, eking into the postseason. And then, you know, the rest is history. And we, we got to see that and live that firsthand. It's hard for me to – obviously, I'm going to cheer for Turner and I'm going to cheer for Max. Max did too much for this city consistently. All those games that Strauss missed, all those – all the, the, the charitable stuff – the guy was just a machine. He was infinitely, I mean, we approached him regularly when we were down, like when we were covering the team much more closely a couple seasons ago. He he was always available. Just very, he's just an awesome guy. Joe, and I want to see him succeed, but it's, it's hard. I mean, they gave up really good pieces to get what they got. And I understand it's a business and there is that component to it. It's, but it's still hard. Again, as a casual fan, all these names that you guys just rattled off. And Lane Thomas is one that I've gotten to know because Steve doesn't stop, you know, babbling about him constantly. Uh, you can learn something then. It takes I, a I'm learning a lot. Okay. I'm learning a lot. And our, our text message threads and WhatsApps, it's, that, that name has come up a lot over the past, you know, whatever, 60 days or so. But it's going to take time for the rest of DC to find out who these people are as well, right? And, and to get behind this, this, the new face of the Nats, so to speak. And Juan Soto and Matt, you hit the nail on the head. They have to find a way to keep him and they have to find a way to do it now. Like you cannot risk, you cannot risk him sniffing, sniffing around another team. You can't. You can't. I mean, he's far from free agency, but they're going to lock him up. They have to. They have I to. Mean, they have to. The cost only continues to go up. The cost and only continues to go up. So if you're Soto, you're not necessarily going to run and sign anything. If you're the Nationals, you can't afford to wait because he's going to cost you half a billion as it is right now. 
right? Yeah. Half a billion dollars. And the learners, I don't know if they're going to part ways with that much money without some convincing, but they cannot lose Juan Soto. They can't. Look, I look. One thing I've 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 learned about the learners. I've been envious of the learners for a long time as an ownership group. They want to win, and they'll put the money in the right place. I mean, they were ready to pay Bryce Harper somewhere in the vicinity of three hundred million dollars, so, which is what he's worth, right? And they're not. I mean, there's no way they're going to balk at, at at Soto's price. Like they are going to sit down. That's going to get done. And also, don't close the book on Max Scherzer not coming back next year for his swan song. Nah. You know, I'm telling you. In my mind, there was a gentleman's agreement between him and Rizzo. Send me somewhere, let me go win, and I'll come back and close my career out here, right? And and I'm talking, he's he'll likely get a two three year deal. Scherzer can still deal, man. So he'll come. I can see him being back here in DC in the capital, being being a, a two or three starter, right, for this team. And again, just being an integral piece to a great. Young I mean, team. I think everybody would welcome him back for sure. I, I don't know why he Absolutely. would do yeah. that. Like he, his legacy is sealed, right? Like if he wants to come back and retire as a Nat, fine. But I, I don't know if he needs to play any meaningful baseball here to be like his stature won't change to, in my, in my opinion. Right. And if he can make more somewhere else at this point in his career, I mean, he might just stay with the Dodgers. I mean, it, we'll see how this postseason goes, but yeah. if he can find his stuff and consistently, you know, be called upon and relied upon, I mean, who wouldn't want to stay in LA? It's LA. Speaking right? of speaking of retiring here, Ryan Zimmerman, man. I you know, tip my cap to Ryan Zimmerman. I don't know if he's Stevie. You know, how much crying did you do on, on Saturday? Yeah. How much crying did you do over the weekend? <laughs> I mean, Zim is Mr. National. I mean yes. uh, hard to imagine that stadium without him. That uh, first game, that home run at the, I I had chills. Like the first game that opened up Nats Park, like I was like, this is this dude. He he knows. He fits. He fits the moment. But, but I'm not sure he's done, Matt. I don't I think, think so either. I, I think it was a premature uh, farewell. I, I I mean, he's certainly not done with the organization. I mean, he'll always be a front office fixture. But um, it, it's tough, you know. He just he, if this was the AL, he'd play for another five years. And I'm sorry, I just think Giancarlo. Oh my God, I don't know if we're watching this, but. Giancarlo just ripped one off the monster. And then Judge just got, oh, are you guys watching it? I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. It was a reaction show. Oh, we're, my we're, God. We're live here. Look, we can, come, we can come back to Zim. We can come back to Zim. I mean, look, let's talk about this matchup that we're watching in real time. Well, I mean, while we were talking, Rizzo hit one a mile. Yeah. I mean, this, these teams, if I'm not mistaken, boys, these teams haven't met in the postseason since 2004. Is that correct? Uh, it's been a long time since these two have faced off in the postseason. Right, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna fact check myself here, long. but yeah. you know, let's talk about this matchup. I mean, we're we're right now for anybody that's watching us as we're watching the game. We're in the top of the sixth. I mean, Stevie, do you have a prediction here? Should we put a little, oh, we put a little seventh inning sweat in right now? Uh, I'm watching Judge get thrown out at home. Giancarlo hit one off the top of the monster. After Rizzo hit a bomb, they took out Uvaldi, and now they're looking at the slide because Judge looked like he eluded the tag, but he didn't. Wow, what a what a game! I mean, they, these wild card matchups. I'm I'm sorry to get, to kind of go all over the place here, but man, I rushed home tonight because these two match. I think this is the undercard of wild card weekend or week, and and boy, what a what a game! These two matchups are incredible. You have a 106 win team. You have the best team in the playoffs. Yeah. Somehow in the wild card matchup. I mean, that's the craziest thing about it, right? Like, you know, and everybody talks about how long the baseball season is and how the games don't matter. But when you you've won 106, first of all, in the National League since '86, no team has won that many games, right? Since the Mets, thank you very much. In '86, in the National League, no one has won as many games as the Giants and Dodgers have this season, right? And so the idea is, when you if you told the Dodgers you were going to win 106 games. Um, 106 games last th this year, they would have signed up for that, and they would have thought they would have run away with the West. Where did the Giants come from, man? I've never been so less interested in a 107-win team in my life. But you know what? The Giants come, man, and they win all yeah. the time. They really show up. And they... What team led the league in homers in the National League? The Giants. Nobody would have guessed that. 
right? Like they don't, they don't, they don't strike you as a team. But this is the year where if the Dodgers are going to lose, the Cardinals are ripe, are ripe for the t- the Cardinals are ripe to to knock them out. I mean, the Cardinals. What it was it a seventeen game win streak? Oh, right? Matt, give me a prediction. Say something. No, uh, he's, he's who, who am I putting the sweat on? Matt, Matt's bringing uh, some real knowledge. There was a comment by this this schmuck Fandy over here saying, uh, uh, "You guys don't know what you're talking about." I mean, he's using an apostrophe for homers. What does he know? <laughs> Dude, the only homer he knows is definitely homer Simpson, without question. The guy's never seen a baseball homer in his life. Yeah, prospects oh, are man. underwhelming. Well, what else does he want from Lane Thomas? Okay, tell him to play a day in center field. Okay, well, no, yeah. Matt, Matt's right. The Giants are sleepy. People are sleeping on the Giants, okay? They had a hell of a season. They, they you know, went through that NL West gauntlet with the Padres and the Dodgers, and they came out on top. They deserve to be the number one seed. And honestly, I, I, I kept waiting for them to fail. I kept waiting for them to fall. And I kept waiting for the Padres to wake up at the end. Of, I just, they nosedived. The Mets nosedived. The Giants stayed consistent. And to beat out the Dodgers for – um for the for the for the division is huge because I'm telling you, Red Sox Yankees is obviously huge on the East Coast, but Giants Dodgers has its own history too. And I'm thinking if we get to the imagine that that could be the wild card matchup, the first round matchup, Giants Dodgers. I mean, we're in for some really really great baseball potentially. And the Cardinals are uh, the, I, you know, Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals got him for nothing. They robbed the Rockies. The Rockies got. Rob Nolan Arenado is the oh my he's the kind of guy you build around. They've got Paul Goldschmidt at first. The Cardinals are really smart. To talk about a, a team that knows how to constantly build a winner, the mm-hmm. Cardinals are it. I, if I were the Dodgers, I'd be afraid. I you know, I think Steve has said this like he doesn't necessarily trust Max Scherzer to start tomorrow. I, I kind of don't disagree with that. I think the Cardinals are the kind of team they'll string some good at bats together. You can get into the seventh. The Cardinals up three one, and. I don't know. I mean, the Dodgers will start sweating. I, it would suck to win 106 games and be out on a one game. The beauty, that's, uh, that's, the beauty, that's the beauty of playoff baseball. It's very different, of, right? Yeah. When you when you look at like the NBA playoffs, it doesn't compare, right? You're talking about getting an opportunity. You're, you're best of five back in the day. In our day, it was best of five. Now it's best of seven all the way around. There's no playing game, right? Like you have an opportunity. Your players play both ways. Your starter in game one is going to be the same starter that you have in game Two, three, four, five, six, seven, etc. In football, yes, it's one and done. Again, the players don't go two ways. But that aside, you you've got time. Like again, you're you're starting eleven, and sorry to use a soccer term, but you're, you're starting offensive players for any NFL team in the playoffs is going to be the same regardless. So you're starting defensive players are going to be the same. When when same same story for hockey, right? You're like your your studs don't change with baseball. The playoffs actually begin before the playoffs begin. When you're thinking about your pitching matchup, right? Your your pitchers, you're 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 already proactively thinking about who is going to need to be on the mound in the playoff matchup, and you're making adjustments in the regular season. We, I mean, we saw that with both of these teams that are playing right now. So you're going to roll out your best arm, and again with the Nationals, we saw this for it seeming it seemed like for a decade straight. You 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 pitch your best guy. Unfortunately, the best guy sometimes can't get you there. And even if you survive the one, you know, the 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 one game playoff or play in, if you will, you still got to do it again in two days. Like there is something really special about playoff baseball. The fact that you know NBA again, NBA postseason, several days in between games, and they whether for travel or for whatever, that doesn't happen in baseball. You're you're playing back to back. Yeah, right. The, and it's yeah. it's the a NBA very sucks. it's a very different intensity. And again, as a casual baseball fan. I can get into it. Like this is, this. I mean, I'm sitting here. We're all watching the game. This I know. Is, again, we're not showing it, but it's intense. This it's is intense. You know, these are these are. This is this is arguably the rivalry, right? Outside of Madrid and Barcelona. Like Who? if you, if you're just gonna Who? start. Yeah, well, get out of here. Those beach cities in Spain. Okay, is that, but I, I know. So, sometimes you have to watch beaches? sports Steve, to be you know be able beyond, to talk about sports. There's sometimes. There's a world beyond the U.S. Steve. I think Yankees, you're, Yankees, you're mispronouncing Duke UNC. I think is what you're mispronouncing. <laughs> oh come on, they don't they don't hold a candle. It does, it's not even in the same stratosphere. That's like me versus you. No no no. But that, that's me nothing. versus me and you is no debate. Okay, there's no. You want to talk about the export days? You want to talk about the export days? We used to count the blocks. But look, regardless, these two franchises in particular have such a long history, long long history, and obviously they face each other throughout the regular season as well. I'm curious what your take is here. Like who, you know, about halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through, 
I mean, based on what you're seeing here, am I crazy to put in a little? I mean, the line has moved a lot, obviously, on the Yankees. They're at, right now, sitting here at the top of the sixth, they're up plus 210. Well, there, there's a reason because uh, Garrett Cole just got rocked and they pulled him after two and I think two thirds of an inning. Yeah. They're on to Luis Severino now. I mean, they're emptying the pen and it's all hands on deck, as we saw, obviously, in 2019 with our team when. Uh, Scherzer came in, uh, or Scherzer started, and Strasburg came in in relief. Uh, I see a Cardinals fan, uh, Karen from St. Louis, like I seems to think that Scherzer is going to be done tomorrow. Uh, a little bit of a homer, maybe Fandy can 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 apostrophe us. That There's nothing homer wrong with being a homer. I'm a homer too. We're all we're homers. a huge. We homer. wait, wait till we talk to them about the football team. Um, Listen, until somebody pays me to not have an, a, a you know a homer perspective, I'm going to have a homer perspective. Okay. Wait, we're doing so, this. We're doing this for free. I mean, we're not doing it for free, but it it doesn't pay the bills yet either. So I'm going to cheer for whoever I want to cheer for, and I'm going to do it in a microphone, okay? And if everyone's welcome to do the same, right? You can fire up a microphone, scream into the internet, whatever you want. I, I think happen to cheer for the D.C. teams. Matt, Matt's got a good pulse on the uh, tri-state New York, New Jersey area. I think uh, they will dissect that send call on Judge in the sixth inning where it looked like the, the cutoff guy already had the ball as he was rounding third, and they had a one-out. And they could have had uh, first and third in the corners for Joey Gallo. And instead they had two outs uh, and they didn't get anything else to ending. I think they're going to dissect that one. That's the kind of stuff that ends careers in New York. I mean, (laughs) I think we're sleeping (laughs) on it. I mean, I can't hear the commentary, but I I bet they're crushing the third base coach for that. You know, look, Yankees Red Sox is never void of of drama. And and, and I love watching it. And I actually love that one of these teams is going to be out by tonight, right? And but I also love the fact that the Yankees are throwing everything they have at this game. To your point, Joe, that changes if they do get a go face the Rays next. They've already used two of their starters. If not, I forget who pitched between Cole and Severino, mm-hmm. but I mean they're already tapping into their stuff. But it's all hands on deck. You got to win today, exactly. and you figure it out. You got to figure it out in Game One. And I'll be honest with you, neither of these teams is beating the Rays anyway. The Rays are 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 so well put together. They are so balanced. They've got offense. They've got defense. They've got a pitching staff. Um, How are they so good? Every teams. listen, every three or four years, that team is good. Every three or four years, they sneak. They, they don't even sneak into the playoffs. They announce themselves to the world in the playoffs, and then they, they sell off everything, and then they do it again. They every, are the model. like it's clockwork. Literally, every every half decade, the Rays are not only competitive; they're challenging. We could put money together and build a team that with with more money than the Rays spend, but they'll, they'll still beat us because they're smarter than everybody else at putting together a baseball team. They are geniuses. They they've got some really young, great young guys like uh, Franco, um, uh, Rosarena from last year, mm. and what he did in the playoffs. Like they're there's fun and they're exciting. And honestly, like um, I root for the Rays anytime, especially against the Yankees and the Red Sox. Like I'm over the Yankees and the Red Sox. I love I love when the Yankees lose personally, and it's just part of the Mets fan in me. Um, but I hate when the Red Sox win. So let's hope the Yankees win today. Red Sox are out, you know, and then the the Rays will knock out the Yankees. But the series nobody's talking about is the White Sox and Astros. I know I'm jumping here, but mm. um, that's a great one. That is a great one. The Astros have, um, you know, the garbage. We're not we're, we're we're not that far removed from the garbage can and the cheating scandal. Um, but those guys know how to win and they know how to, whether they're cheating or not, they've got some new devices. I don't know. I'm not speculating, but those guys know how to win. And the White Sox are fun, exciting. Uh, they've got a manager who's, who shouldn't be successful in this day and age in baseball in Tony La Russa, The guy is like old by every standard, but the guy like to his credit, um, they didn't think he could coach a young team. They didn't think he could coach in this, in this, in this environment with baseball and the, the young millennial players. And uh, I mean, he, the guy knows baseball talent. And he's really put. He's done a great job. He deserves it. But that's going to be a fun series too on the AL side. So this is the best time of the sports. <laughs> he's getting excited. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Okay. I was he's waiting. For it. You sound like it's Christmas morning over here. You, you're so happy. You're here. smiling. I mean, you're so excited. Yeah. Man, I, I think there's a quadruple header in a couple days. I think it's Thursday or Friday. I'm all in. I take those days off from work. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I work from home, I don't have to take them off. Exactly. Just, yeah. Friday. Know, Friday, no, first game's at 2 in the afternoon Eastern, Sox and Astros. And then the- we've got uh, Braves Brewers at 4.30. Ugh. We got the wild card play-in plus Rays at 7. And we got the plus Giants at 9.30. Could be, 
Dodgers Brewers is your worst series, and that's saying something because those are two really good. The Brewers have probably the best one, two, three pitchings like starting uh, uh, rotation. I'm baseball. surprised none of you guys are no no thoughts on the Braves. We don't think the Braves are for uh, real? you know my 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 odd thought is that I'm actually happy for them. I was happy that the Braves won the division. I hate the Braves, but somehow I. You know, you can't really hate them. Uh, Freddie Freeman's a great guy. Max Freed's a great pitcher. Um, I'm, glad it I'm, wasn't the Phillies. That's, a, that's how that, Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's lovely <laughs> yeah. to see the Phillies go yeah. down in flames. And, and you know, doing it without Acuna, I think, is uh, admirable, certainly. You know, he's literally the best player on their team, you know, between him and Freeman. So I'm rooting for them. I, I don't think they'll beat the Brewers, but uh, they put up a good fight, and they outlasted the other Crappy NL East teams. Unfortunately, the that's what it is. they were they were <laughs> they were the the prettiest pig coming out of the NL East. Yeah. That's really all they were. Um, they've got they've got great pieces. I think without Acuna, they're not going to go far. I don't think they have the pitching staff to to, to compete with Milwaukee. Um, but you know, the Braves have surprised us before. Nobody thought they would be in the NLCS last year either. Uh, you know, giving the Dodgers a run for their money. So. Who knows? Who know? I don't like them. I don't. I, I like the Brewers. I like the the Dodgers. Obviously, unfortunately, um, but I could. I. I something I mean, about Matt, the who's your matchup, Matt? Give me your World Series matchup, just based on you know your gut feeling right now as we sit here, you know, on opening night of playoffs. Like, who do you yeah. think is going to be there? Yeah, I, I love what the Rays are doing, man. I, I I think I I think this is like the easy way to go, but I think we've got a rematch of last year's World Series. I think we've got Rays Dodgers again. Um, the Dodgers are stacked for all their, for all their injuries. They're stacked. I mean, when you can replace Max Muncy with Albert Pujols, like, you know, something you're doing something right. And I, and I like, so I, I don't see how they can lose even no matter what the situation is. I, if Scherzer struggles, they throw in Urias, they throw in Bueller, they throw in, I know Kershaw's out, but they like, they're so stacked and the Rays are, 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 they've got a bunch of no-name guys who just play baseball the right way. I think it's a Rays Dodgers World Series. Um, again, I think it's the easy way out, and I'm not proud of myself for going that route, but that's where I think it lands. Stevie, what do you think? Um, you know, I would like to put out, like, a hot take just to, like, make news, you know, the way these other okay, guys let me do. Mark okay. it. Let me mark it. 32 minutes and go. <laughs> Stevie's going to say something, World. But, you know, I've, I've already called – all my predictions tend to come true. If you see Washington football team defense predictions, um, those have all come true. So um, I think the Dodgers – I mean, I, I certainly think the Dodgers will go to the World Series. Um, man, I really want to pick the White Sox. I really like them. I think they're fun. I think if they can get hot uh, – where, where's Giolito? Is he in the rotation? Yeah, yeah. He's, I'll probably pitch right game there. two or three. Probably, yeah, probably pitching game two after. Okay, Lance. so there, there's your little little Nats uh, yeah. uh, kind of uh, connection. There's Nats so, everywhere in these playoffs. Well, you know, obviously the the two guys, the main two guys, are in LA, and and I think Trey Turner is going to carry that team with Max Muncy out. I think he will be the difference offensively for that team. Scherzer is going to carry that team for the next decade, uh, as as he should, and he's t as talented. He's, but doesn't he, that bother you? It bothers no, it me. Bother me. I mean, no. it is what it is, Joe. It's 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 business. It's baseball. Matt, you just open your wallet and spend more. I, I just want Matt to to confirm, Max Scherzer. You guys made the point earlier that you start prepping for the playoffs in advance with pitchers and schedules and things like that. And these teams are examples. As we saw, Chris Sale had to pitch on Sunday to ensure the Red Sox win against the Nats, so he's not available tonight. Same thing with the Dodgers. They were gunning for the division. So Walker Buehler pitched on Sunday just in case the Giants lost, and they were up to get into the, the division winner. So if everyone was healthy, Walker Buehler would be pitching tomorrow night. Right, Matt? Yeah, Walker Buehler will be there. Okay, he's the best pitcher on the Dodgers. I just want to clarify that. For anyone that thinks that Max Scherzer is pitching because he's the best pitcher. No, I think they're setting up Walker Buehler for game one. And Walker Buehler is an ace's ace, man. He's he's, And so I think it's a nice luxury. to, to That's exactly what we'll be talking about. That you could throw Max Scherzer in a, on a one-off one game, a guy with that kind of experience, and then have Walker Buehler lined up to pitch the first game of the next series like – I mean, I would hate to be the Giants in that case, but 
But historically, Max hasn't done well in that spot, right? Like historically, again, we, we watched him for many years as, with the Nats. Historically, that I'm not going to say that he, he folded under the pressure or that he wasn't up for it. He, he doesn't. You're he doesn't right. Do well in that spot. You're right, and it's actually not folding under the pressure. He's too amped up. He gets too amped up, and when he he, he that the fastball starts getting high on him. The the problem with Max, you know, when Max is not doing well, is when his velocity starts ticking over 95, 96. It's actually the opposite problem that, that yeah, you know control, other pitchers the have. The control starts to exactly. Go. He's not hitting his spots. So when he's too amped up, and we know Max, that bulldog, that kind of pit bull, he starts growling on the mound. When he gets too amped up in these big game situations, he loses his spots. He loses his control. He loses control in the fastball. The slider doesn't slide as much as it should. And he gets into trouble. And so, you know, I think Matt made the point, and I, I won't steal his thunder, but he's got the lineup behind him that he can get off to a bad start and he'll be okay. And, and you know, that point is pretty evident. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would trust Walker Bueller a hundred times over. I'd trust Max. I remember, you know, Walker pitched game five against the Nats in the divisional two years ago, and he was lights out. It's only when they got in – where they put in Kershaw is when we got, we got back into that game. I mean, Walker Bueller is probably the Cyan this year or in the conversation, right? So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You skirted the MVP question ten minutes ago. Okay, <laughs> no, I, my MVP, make a pick. You know, I don't. It's funny. I don't like any of the NL options. To be honest, you, you, you got to pick somebody. Wait, it's, I it's understand. Like, everybody's played. Everybody's got. I'll get to it. But I'm just saying, like uh, Tatis. <laughs> I think Tatis had a great year, but you also think made a lot of mistakes in the field, lots of errors, didn't yeah. play too much, lots of er- injuries. Uh, but when the guy played, man, he, he. But I wonder. I mean, Manny Machado was as effective, like offensively, if not more. So hard to give it to Tatis. Um, I'm not giving it to Bryce Harper. No one's giving it. To Bryce. <laughs> That's not happening. I don't right? care if he had 75 home runs. You know, you know who I can make an argument for, and and you guys, I, sorry to do this to you, Trey Turner, when he got to the Dodgers. Um, it's true. You know, again, like for as much as Max came in and went what seven and zero, what Trey Turner did when he joined the Dodgers, man, he solidified that lineup in a way. They just they they went they ran off right after that after he came on i actually think there's there's an argument to be made what he did once he joined the dodgers was pretty pretty impressive but they don't well, often he, he give, brought stability to them to that lineup right from a yeah. from a hitting perspective they don't he often calm everything MVPs down and he like delivers that. and he looks cool doing it those so slides i mean so smooth i mean so we smooth. we got we got one really good one everyone's like whoa then we got a second one like okay maybe this is just a normal thing that he just does I want to do anything as well as he did that slide at home plate. Anything. Just give me anything that I could do as cool and as smoothly as that slide at home plate is. Um, I'm not sure if the Yankees are going to have any pitchers left after this game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's is not there, looking good. Is there, pitching coach, the right is, that, is there pitching coach Mike Mussina? <laughs> did I just see Mike Mussina walk onto the field, or is that a lookalike? Let's do a check. Okay. Dude, where the hell is Mike Mussina? Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame is where he, he is. He should be, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's in he, the Hall of Fame. He's uh, He was an Orioles legend before he was a Yankees legend. It's true. It's true. Good good callback, man. Mike Love Mike Mussina. Okay? Yeah. He's part of the Brady Anderson, Albert Bell years. And that Orioles team was fun. That Orioles team. That Orioles team was a good team, man. That was that 96 series that changed everything. Oh, they were on kid. hopped up on roids, man. They were just <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what was that what was that kid's name? The kid in the right field. I keep forgetting. Kid, Jeffrey, kid the, uh, legend. The, Jeff, the one the one Jeffrey, that rocked the baseball. Oh my god. I think it was Jeffrey Myers. That's it. I think that's it. Jeffrey Myers. Jeffrey that, something, yeah. That kid made a life out of stealing a baseball. Well, he's, he's no Bart, <laughs> he's no Bartman, but hey. <laughs> Uh, he's, yeah, that's right. I mean, he's lucky that wasn't in Baltimore. You know, Actually, wait a second. Wait a second. Did Bartman kill himself? We can't joke around that. No, 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 no. no. Bartman, no, uh, Bartman, sure? moved on with I his think life. he's in witness yeah. protection. I think he's definitely in witness protection. No, the Cubs try to bring him back for the World Series. Actually, they wanted to like kind of you know make amends, make for amends ruining his all entire that. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I mean, his, exactly. His life is ruined. What, what's coming back to? No, no, no. You can't come back. Yeah. He, Joe, Joe, he has no interest. Joe, am I ever going to get a politics show going? Uh, I'm ready. You want to talk about mandatory vaccines? I don't. Know. In the NBA, <laughs> keep it sports related. Hey, look, Bradley Beal said, "I'm not going to do it." 
And Kyrie, yeah. you know, Mr. Flat Earth himself says he's not interested. And he's willing he's willing to miss all the home games to, to prove his point. I mean, look, Stevie, you know where I fall on this, right? It, it, the, the my body, the my choice thing Bradley cuts Beal both ways. Kyrie Irving, way to go. <laughs> okay. uh, it's not about Kyrie Irving and it's not about Bradley Beal, but that argument should be able to work both ways, and I don't know why it doesn't. You know what's interesting is to hear Andrew Wiggins say that I felt forced that if, to have a career in the NBA, I had to have the vaccine. It's worth thinking about, right? It's worth it's worth at least stopping and pausing and thinking about, like, are we really allowing people to make these decisions on their own, or are we in fact for like I, that was a that was one statement that I kind of heard and I was like, okay, this deserves this deserves more conversation than it's getting. Um, but, but you're not allowed to have the conversations fan, anymore. As a Nets Today fan, in America, Kyrie, Kyrie we can't Irving debate this. A in his arm already, so he can, so we can move. Well, uh, Joe, I, I, it sounds like you are pro-choice, and I <laughs> hope you are not pro-choice I, in, yeah, in, in other I'm, areas of life. Okay. I am pro the vaccine choice, or however you uh, want to phrase it. It's look, you, it's your body, and you can again. It's no. I'm not. I'm going to use your party's argument, right? My body, my choice. I, I'm saying. How does that I, apply to the termination of a bunch of cells, air quotes, inside of you? How is that any different? I, I am consistently pro-life. I am consistently pro-life. Well, I didn't in the say room, it was your. I, I just said it, it's Team Blue. That's a Team I am Blue pro-life talking. Pro-life and not killing people uh, with the pandemic. And of course, as soon as I say that, the comments start coming in. It's to protect the people around you. And then somebody, of course, I'm looking, I'm not going to put it on the screen. I'm not going to give this person any credit, but don't, don't tell me it's like you, you do it. So you don't pee on other people argument. It's so stupid. That's so stupid. I don't know what that is, but I would love to see that. No, comment. it's the okay. super argument. I'm not going to put it on the screen. I'm not, I'm not going to flash it. on the screen because it drives me insane. But this guy or gal or whatever this handle is, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give him any credit. Um, yeah, so you you can comment all you want. I'm not gonna put it on screen. He's going berserk now. But this idea that you know you wear pants so that if you pee in the wind, you pee on yourself, and everyone else doesn't get wet. Well, it's just a stupid argument, right? It's a stupid argument. It's I'm trying to find argument. the comment. I, I don't see it. Okay, guy, just hit me up. Okay, but I'm just saying it's a dumb perspective. It's first of all, it's, it has nothing to do with the vaccine. That, that's a mask. I, that's a pro mask person. That's a pro mask idiot. And secondly, and I, I will say this, imagine, imagine that there's a, a 99% chance that you won't take a dump on yourself, but you have to walk around with a diaper. Okay, that, that's what you're basically saying, stupid guy on the internet. I can't, I can't deal with this insanity. I can't, I can't. I, I don't know what all the peeing and pooping is about, but I am 100% pro-protecting life in all circumstances. And I agree with you, Joe. We should protect life, whether it's cells inside a woman's body or people on the outside who are at risk of getting sick and look, dying. I, I, I look, agree. just to bring this back to sports for a second here. Everybody killed Kirk Cousins because he he went on his uh, you know he was he was you know basically billed as a conspiracy theorist because he didn't want to get the vaccine, right? And everybody trashed Kirk Cousins. Cam Newton didn't get the vaccine either. He's not he's not employed and some people speculated that he's not employed because he didn't want to get the vaccine. Lamar Jackson is not vaccinated. Anybody anybody going up and barking up that tree? Hey, Lamar, you got to get vaccinated. Like, why is no one going to point the finger at Lamar? Why is everybody pointing at Kirk? Why is everybody up at like Cole Beasley in Cole Beasley's business? Cole, Cole you're being reckless. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, clearly there's something here, and I'm not going to call it out explicitly, but why would Kirk and Cole get targeted as being uh, X, Y, and Z, and they're, 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 they're so selfish and not getting the vaccine? The majority of unvaccinated players right now in the NFL are, are not white players. What, what, does, of, what, what does race have to do with anything? Meat, what? Unfortunately, it has a lot to do with it. We're covering all topics tonight. Apparently. Unfortunately, it has a lot. Stevie, unfortunately, it has a lot to do with it because Kirk the media Cousins, doesn't cover. My whole Cousins point is, is Lamar and Kirk are both quarterbacks in the NFL, and, and that's where the conversation should stop. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pummel one for being not pro the vaccine, then pummel the other one equally. One everybody talks about and demonizes. As a, as the other one nobody cares. As a counterpoint, the NBA guys haven't getting pummeled, right? To, and they're you know they're yeah. Bradley Beal shouldn't get pummeled because he doesn't want to get a vaccine. Like the the league can make a decision for itself, right? They're an employer. My employer, all of our employers can make decisions to say you will get vaccinated or you won't work here anymore. They're allowed to do that. The NBA is allowed to do that as well. The players should also be allowed to say no, I, I don't want to, right? And then just. Like the problem now is Beal wants to play and he's under contract to play and the team has to pay him 
And that's to me where it gets super interesting. And but, I don't know how we ended up here, but, but wait, yeah, like, but, if you're team blue and you really want to push like a, a vaccine mandate, they're doing it the wrong way by, by targeting well, that's a different employers. Argument. It's a different no, I mean, argument. Well, but if you, if that's the goal to get everybody vaccinated, there's an easier way to do it. Brad Beal's situation is. though is different than Kyrie and Wiggins, right? Because th- there were le- there were local mandates that said that to be employed, to be in a stadium, you had to. The NBA didn't say you have to get the vaccine. The NBA said if you don't have the vaccine, you're going to have to go through a testing protocol that's really massive and so on, and you could lose pay, right? But it's, but in if you but that's sit reasonable. Out games, but that's reasonable. Right, but that's right? reasonable. That's what I'm saying. So at that point, you have as a, as an adult male, you have a choice. You you have a choice to say I will accept those repercussions and not get the vaccine, right? You should be allowed that choice to say that I'm not. But what happens in New York and and, and so Kyrie isn't allowed to even be with the team. He isn't Correct. allowed to play. Local law pre- local prevents mandate. him from stepping inside right. of whatever the Brooklyn arena is called. Right. And, he, and he, whenever they play the Knicks, it's the same thing. Like it's different for Brad. Brad can opt to not be vaccinated and get tested before every game, basically everywhere. Like that's... You know, again, if you're an employer, you can do that. It's your facility and you can do whatever you want. I, I will support that. But if a player doesn't want to do it, like this is where it gets really hairy. The team the team can't void their contract. And frankly, if, if they do, right, there's a disadvantage here, right? If your franchise is in one of the southern states that tends to be more conservative or more red, the law is different there, right? It's, it's the same. It's the same as the, the tax argument, right? Why are you going to go play in California when you get taxed at, you know, 50% when you can go play in Florida and pay zero? Right, like it, it all starts to factor in. So, you know, again, I don't know how we ended up here, but the NBA's got a mess on its hands. The NFL at least figured out a way to make it not the story consistently. But the NBA is a different, it's a different league, and it and it targets a different demo than what the NFL does. And it's every I mean, they play eighty two times. Right? Kirk plays seventeen times, one by a week, sixteen times. Right? Brad is under contract to put up you know, put shots up 82 times all over the country. That's a big deal. And he's also making a ton of money to do it. So like the leagues have to figure this out. But again, I'm not, I won't kill anybody regardless of who they are, what team they play for, what, what, forget about athletes. Somebody's adamant about not getting a vaccine and it's more than just a a regurgitated soundbite from someone else. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, it's fine. It's you make the decision for yourself and just know that whenever you go to place X or Y or Z, you're going to have to submit to whatever the rules of that place are. You know, but for me, Steve, and the reason you got me all excited now is, and then this guy won't stop, won't stop commenting on the side. The reason, the reason for me that, you know, you got me all worked up is the argument should, should go both ways. And frankly, if, again, if you're the media and you're going to trash Kirk, you got to trash Lamar. I prefer you just leave them both alone, but if you're going to trash one, you got to trash the other. I will trash both of them, and I'll trash Kirk Moore for being a crappy quarterback. But yeah, Minnesota's got problems at one and three, by the way. But that's a whole yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are we ever going to get to the Washington football defense? Can I just get a little props for that? No, that's all I want. You guys shut me out of the post game stuff because you know I'm bringing the heat. I know you don't want to sit there for twenty. I minutes made your points right for I you. Was. I know what your points are, and I made them for you. Okay, I appreciate the defense. It. The defense is not. I'm I'm sure this thing, I was given credit. I'm sure all of my I gave you credit. I gave you a lot of credit. I even got your team. I got. I, I mean, we didn't do. You want to do top five, low five, real quick? I bet the Browns are still in your top five. <laughs> I'll tell you who's not in my top five in anything is Chase Young. <laughs> I mean, you you soured on Chase Young really quick, Stevie. Yeah, that's hey, long. Call it like I see it. Okay, guy is lost right now, and he's playing selfish ball. I don't know if you saw a breakdown on ESPN. They were breaking down Chase. He's going past the quarterback every time. He's looking for his sacks. He's trying to get around the quarterback. He's not playing uh, uh, team ball anymore, and he's given up passing lanes. He did it in Buffalo a hundred times with Josh Allen, and he did it last week with Matt Ryan. It's him and Montez Sweat are both playing selfish ball. They got to learn to to. Well, Sweat's got a couple sacks. Um, Chase, last box score I looked at on the season, he has zero sacks, zero pressures three hurries and probably four roughing the passers. Well, the roughing the, that was such a terrible call. Well, he's had more. I'm saying it's not just that one that was good. Yeah, I mean, that, that one was especially just a terrible call. But well, it, it was a, it was a bad play by him. Well, yeah, Maybe. exactly. If he makes a tackle, 
He's paid to tackle people. If he makes a tackle instead of trying to shove the guy, but, then we're not having this conversation. Well, the conversation that we're having, and I think we had offline, is that that play epitomized where he's at right now. He is lost. He is confused. He is questioning. I think he's buying into his own hype. Oh, are you, you thinking he's on every Gatorade commercial? Like, uh, you see this, like back in the day, we all used to watch wrestling, right? You'd see this occasionally where a wrestler would start to like buy into their own gimmick, right? And, and like start to believe that, you know, you're really the undertaker. You're really the ultimate warrior. I feel like Chase got a little bit of that right now. Like he's a, buying a into that, that gimmick a little bit too much that he's, he's unguardable. He's unstoppable. And someone's got to reground him. I mean, the defense, <laughs> the defense played better. It's not good, Ugh. but Ionite is coming back helped and settle played well. And Jonathan Allen played Oh my God, Jay, you're not, not now. Look who's on Team Blue giving. Uh, I'm just saying he played trophies. better. I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying they played Wars. better. Thanks for showing up, guys. Jeez, <laughs> Joe, they, you, look at who they played. They act like they played uh, the 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 ninety nine Rams. My God, they played the Falcons and the Giants. Jeez. Wait, but you, look, you can't find, just like you can't find anything positive to say or negative to say about Rizzo. You're not going to say anything positive about about football team. No, I'll say so. You know, their offense, Heineke, are you kidding me? Hey, I call it like I see it. I'm not a homer with an apostrophe S like Fandy uh, likes to say. Okay. <laughs> Make sure I call you text it like him after the show it. and let him know. Thanks for listening, Fandy. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, look. Let's let's put a bow on this one so we can enjoy the end of this uh, Yankees-Red Sox game. They're, they're currently, I think they're breaking for the, about to start the seventh year. Yep. Let's talk here. Okay, so we've you both got the Dodgers in the World Series. Stevie, it sounds like you got the White Sox, and Matt, you're trending towards the Rays. The Rays. Do you see if there was one team that you think could upset everything, Matt? It sounds like you're pretty big on the Giants, even though there's not really an upset Actually, when you win a zillion no, games. My, my surprise, my team that I think could upset everything, Houston Astros, because they've done it before, and they I feel like they're 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 primed. They they still have a chip on their shoulder, and they want to. They want to prove that it wasn't a fluke when they were banging on trash cans and stealing signs. But hey, um, we'll we'll but we'll let them to prove it on the field. I think the Astros can throw everything uh, for a loop and surprise people. Stevie, how about you? Uh, it's the team that's currently down by three runs in the wild card. If, you think there's uh, magic there? You think Yankees there's something there? Well, if they come back from this, and I think they have the firepower and they have the pitching. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Boys, thank you for making time. Matt, welcome back to the show. It's nice to have you. I think we're going to be doing at least one baseball show a week moving forward. So for those that are watching, thank you, everybody that checked out the show live. Uh, For those that are going to find it later on, you can find it with all the other shows on pretty much every podcasting platform that there is, from Apple to Google, Spotify, and everything in between. You can also check out the show and watch these videos if you if you really want to see us for some reason. You can watch live on Facebook. You can watch live on Twitter. You can watch live on YouTube. All the show archives are there. I think we're closing in on 230 shows, or we're just about there. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the comments. Keep them coming. We will do our best to integrate them into the show when possible. But for now, I want to say good night. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for hanging with us. Happy playoffs to everyone involved. Nationals, we'll see you next season. Stevie and Matt, thank you both very, very much. My name is Joe. This is Defeating the Curse. And for now, we are out.